This week on the show, we have voice actor and creator of Metal Gear Rising Abridged, Funny Wes. And if you're enjoying the show and want to help support it, make sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash kojimafreak. Episode 69. Nice. Oh, oh, he said it. He said it. Nice. Yo, it's Apache Smash. Hey everyone, this is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. Yo, it's so weird hearing your your voice in like a neutral context. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're you're supposed to be angry. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, you're good. You are good. I'm I'm happy to be here. Whatever works, because my setup is kind of doo-doo. <laughs> you know, like, I got to say, some people are like, oh, if I had this equipment, I could do this and that and this. Like, that's one thing I got to give you a ton of props on. It's just like you're editing and doing a lot of this stuff like just <laughs> on a fucking phone. And it's like, people, step your game up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, when you tweeted about your all of your content being lost on your phone, I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, my God. First, I was, I was so, like, that must be devastating. And then the second, I was like, damn, she does that all from her phone. And it's like janky. What? <laughs> I don't do it all from my phone. I just like, I basically source everything through my phone and my Chromebook. Gotcha. And I do a bulk of it on the iPad. But like, all of my footage on my phone was lost. So I had to redo. I mean, I'm going to have to redo everything for <sighs> part two, which is pretty demoralizing. But it's like. Uh, you might get some better takes out of it. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were looking. It's funny you mentioned part two because we were looking through your repertoire on YouTube. And I was oh, like, God. yeah, there's this there's this Metal Gear bridge. And it's it's pretty funny. And like, I didn't realize that it had just come out like a week or so ago. And so like it was brand new content for all of us to dig into. And I'm really looking forward to it. So I know it's bad news, but hearing you say, I was working on part two did spark a little excitement in my heart. Yeah, I wanted to. Um, originally, I was going to have it be all like one big thing like this, just because that's just how all the stuff like abridged and whatever works. It's like 11 to 20 minute episodes. Mm-hmm. And I tried doing that for the first time after only making like minute long videos for like a year like a year and a half and it fucked me up so (laughs) i was like all right i like basically diced the stuff i had already made into threes Mm. and was like okay we're gonna like telltale games this shit and like (laughs) go episode by episode kind of and then when it's all done like make like a big like full version i guess yeah not like a compilation just like like the complete edition i suppose the definitive version as they yeah. say at mgs5 mm-hmm. so was that like definitely like just a inspiration from like dbz abridged where you're just kind of oh absolutely yeah here i have to let my elderly cat in real quick oh <laughs> i'm keeping it in i'm bringing you guys with me i'm still salty about dbz abridged ending but i get why they had to do it Come with me. Not record. <laughs> Are you mad at me that I'm recording? That's fine. 
Today on the Kojima Frequency, we have a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm all about the guests talking about their cats, okay? Yeah. No, I'm leaving all this in. <laughs> With DBZA, I like... I'm... I'm still fair. I'm in like a limbo space where like it's 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 odd to call myself young. Still, I'm I like just turned twenty two. Um, like I grew up with DBZA. Like I vividly remember watching it when I was like, I think the first episode came out in two thousand eight. So I was like eight or nine or ten or something like that, and it ended around the time I graduated high school. Um. Oh my god, you're a baby by the way. You're you're not you're not <laughs> God, I feel so old right now. Uh I was bummed out that it was over, but like I don't know. It, 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 I feel like I feel like it was one of those things that like I'm trying to think of an example of a series that probably won't get a follow-up. Uh, like a series that's beloved by all that Metal Gear Silent Hill? Yeah, that maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 it's, it's bittersweet, I suppose. I, I don't... It ended well. Oh yeah, it ended very well. Those last few episodes were, man. <laughs> Cell singing, I did it my way. I mean, come on. Oh my god! At the end, so I I have I had a bridge slotted out already. Like I have like a script for the first episode and everything like that. And I've added some stuff basically, but like, you know, like for the most part, like everything I put down is like going in that thing. And one thing I wanted to do from the beginning that, (laughs) that luckily I was able to get help with was I wanted to end it on a song (laughs) because (laughs) the way that I saw it was that, um, if this is like a test pilot, I figured that if people didn't like it, I could just be like, oh, well, you know, this is like a one and done deal. Who cares? Um, so I recorded a song, <laughs> like a real life song sung in character. And it was almost my way because I just love that sequence so much from BBZA. What an homage that. Oh, man. The first line in the first part. Not one of them. One of the one of the last lines in the first part is just straight up the first line that they say in DBZA. The quote unquote carrot farmer says like it's something along the lines of time to do what any middle class American would do. Get my gun. Yes. And I said, time to do yes. what any the farmer. Middle- time to do yeah. what any middle class farmer would do. Get my gun. Get my gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I did like. I'll try to do it as quietly as possible, but it, whenever I try to do it quietly, it sounds like shit. It's like, time to do what any middle-class cyborg American would do. Get my ear. Yeah. It sounds awful. It sounds awful whenever I try to be quiet. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a whole tangent. It's it's funny that you mentioned sort of, it's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to recreate, or... Uh, maybe I'm not getting this right. You're saying it's it's hard to sort of do the voice like in a without like a specific context or without a specific like setup. Oh, dude, it is just like I. It's just loud. It's just really loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and something you like have to crank out or nothing. Yeah. With the voice, it's like I don't really do it unless I know for a fact I will I will be home alone for a while. Just because, like, it's not, like, demanding. It's not hard to do. I can and have done it for, like, 
hours at a time for certain projects, but like, it's just so loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We got to think about the levels for this recording. Mm -hmm. So is it more just like you took like the Jack the Ripper voice and just kind of like turned it to 11? I was thinking about it last night. The voice is like literally because I've been able to do this for a while. The Raiden voice is just snake, but like more hyperactive. I can't do a good Raiden right now because it's so loud. But like last night I was going like um, fucking snake line. I don't know. You a hind D and you, you just do that. And then it's like, oh, a hind D. It's like really like it's just it's the same like like a more nasally solid snake. Yeah. I've had people kind of describe it as like like a star scream kind of thing. <laughs> I kind of compare it to like there's just it's it's a lot of everything. Basic I like team four star Vegeta. Uh fucking I kind of I was talking to my friend Quills. Shout out to Voice Quills on YouTube and Twitter. Um and she was just she like had like a tweet one time that was like, Oh, how how do you describe voices you do? And I kind of describe Raiden as like like a chainsaw almost. Cause I have to like go like like I have to like rev it up like I'm like a mm. It's like it's like a motorcycle. And I can't do anything with him unless I do that like mm, first. And it's really fun. <laughs> gotta you gotta rev it up. Yeah. Gotta let her rip. <laughs> Was I mean, was it your like inspiration like to be loud and bolsters? Like, how did it start? Because I know that in the notes I, I put it in like northeastern drawl. And <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know how to better describe it. Like it um like maybe it's because I've been watching the uh, Sopranos, but Ryden like sort of sounds like like he's from like New Jersey in a way. <laughs> and that's not by any means like a criticism at all like in fact i I really appreciate it i just i wasn't sure if that was intentional or not it was not at all (laughs) intentional and what's even i'm i've i've never even been anywhere near the northeast nor the east so (laughs) that i does he sound northeastern i i don't know how to describe it like he sounds like he would pronounce Capricola Gabagool. Gabagool. Is that going to end up in a video now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could like fairly easily put in a line that's like, are you fucking from New York or like whatever the fuck? I mean, that wouldn't be too hard to do. Oh, my God. I have gotten a few comments like, like that. No, actually, Liberia. <laughs> that would actually work. Just like a. Are you from Jersey? No, I'm from Liberia. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, originally, I'm fully capable of doing like how he sounds in four. Mm-hmm. Like the very moody, like the mm, you know, like it's it's like it's just a switch basically. Yeah. And I did it a little bit in the video I made for April 30th, but the way I describe it and kind of the explanation that I give people for why he sounds like that is that coming, going back to DBZA, you know, like, um, Lenny Pator, how he does Vegeta. Vegeta doesn't really sound, he sounds like that, but he he's not, you know, he doesn't have like that, like 
like cadence, I guess. He doesn't really yeah. he's not as uppity as he is in the show or he doesn't yell as much in the in Yeah, it's like a caricature. In, yeah, so it's like that. But the explanation that I give people is that because my stuff is mainly centered around comedy and like uh you know, he just acts differently in my videos than he does in like the canon, I guess. It's weird to have like a <laughs> <laughs> I fan canon, I suppose. I don't know the fanon, whatever. You managed um, to make Metal Gear characters more self-aware. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> I tell people that because the ridiculousness is cranked up, he's always in like a half state of ripper mode where he's still like you know, his normal, I hate to say it, but pathetic self, <laughs> but with like more energy to it cuz I don't really it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> the the <laughs> problem with this is the same problem I have with DBZ abridged, which is that when I'm it, when I watch so much of this kind of stuff and then I go back to the original material, the original material now sounds wrong to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Raiden is approaching that point. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was, you have nothing to be sorry about, first of all. But that was, it's funny you say that, Nitro, because I was, I was thinking the same thing. And that was going to be my next question. Like, how does it feel to sort of have that effect on, on, on folks? It is, it is a, I want to say it's a blessing and a curse. Definitely more of a blessing, I would say. Because ultimately, I still do feel like a fan more than anything. Because you know, oh my goodness, what's that? What's that thing called? You remember those those um those high M Daisy comic dubs mm-hmm. and stuff like yes. that? Yes, I I ate those yeah up when I was like in middle school and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and I guess the earliest instance of me, oh my goodness, it's from the Portable Ops one. And they like make Gene, who is this otherwise just like you know like uh, fuck you snake whatever like like basic guy, and they turn him into this like dandy man almost <laughs> like they give him like a like a like a high like like oh, like like a, like a team rocket thing yeah and I could not tell you what Gene in canon sounds like, but I I could fucking high am daisy gene is just there isn't a gene voiced by steve bloom is he yeah i think so (laughs) that's like my favorite guy ever (laughs) that 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 shows you just how the goofiest shit can just i guess invert your memory because i'm sure his performance was incredible but i'm just so used to the fucking Team Rocket Gene, I guess I can call him, that I have no memory of how he actually sounded. (laughs) And I've gotten comments that are like, there was someone who would watch my stuff and they would be like, oh, this is funny, but like, he can't possibly sound like this. And then they'll be like, okay, well, update, I played the game (laughs) Uh, a little bit. Yeah. And I don't hear it personally. but. I don't I don't know. I've 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 had a few people tell me that like just that and I 
honestly, it's why I'm stuttering so much right now. I genuinely can't believe that because I've been around Metal Gear like for more than half my life. So the idea of like <laughs> this goofy stuff I'm doing overtaking someone's memories of the actual source material is like the coolest thing ever. And it makes me a little sad because I love this stuff. Oh, I think your stuff definitely like brings people to the games though. You know, like it's kind of just like, you you know, you're, you're bringing in like a huge audience, you know, your, your YouTube channel just hit a hundred K. I mean, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. It is. I still can't believe it. It's hard to put that into numbers. Was it mainly after like the Boo Womp saga? Was that kind of when things really picked up? Oh, absolutely. Or? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the official title for it? I <laughs> guess. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Boo, Boo Womp, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, the, the Boo Womp sound from like SpongeBob. It goes like Boo Womp. Is that like an acronym or, or like. It plays when they're sad. Boo Womp. I just. I just don't know how that's going to help right now. Do it! Ah! because i put out like i've been i've been making metal gear videos for about i want to say three years now and it was mainly just stuff i would send to my friends over discord and stuff like that that's always how it starts yo shit post that's how uh between your friends yeah my friend jj solid jj he that's he would just send his friend stuff. Oh, I think over Instagram, probably. Which is like haunting because he just does what I do, but way better and with more stuff. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Uh, with the popularity of the channel and the resurgence of rising memes, uh, just how much of this exactly is your fault? I, I don't know. I don't think a lot of it is. I will be hundred. I will be a hundred percent honest with you. I don't know. No, no, I'm being. I'm. I. This is not me like humble bragging. I'm being a hundred percent serious. I, I'm gonna bring out one of my dumbass analogies here. So, like, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Rising memes are mm-hmm. sort of. I like to compare them to like calamities in Final Fantasy fourteen, and that <laughs> they happen in different. They happen in waves throughout human history. And those uh-huh. those waves tend to be like parallel with some sort of like calamity or like um like natural disaster or something like that. Not to say that your channel is a nat- natural disaster. That's not my point. My point is, is. <laughs> my point is is that it's it's a pattern, right? And that pattern needs a catalyst. And you you may have been like one of one of the catalysts for um for this peak, I guess you want to call it. Maybe for a little bit, but I don't think I'm at least solely responsible for how Mondo huge it's gotten. That mainly goes to Maxor, who put out that really, really just buck wild video on Metal Gear Rising. Uh, Jimothy Ross did as well. I was actually in that one for a little bit. Um, People sharing just all those gifts of the text of like, Sam just <laughs> saying all these wretched things about sulfuric acid and what have you. That's another thing too, is like the meme format of like an image or a, a text quote, like average, I don't know, like average 
Metal Gear fan explaining lore. And then you mm-hmm. have like the guy with the whiteboard like that. That's sort of yeah. meme format where it's like uh, uh, the, the text followed by like this ridiculous speed up of, of a video. I think mm-hmm. I think some of the scenes and visuals with Metal Gear Rising also work very well with that format. Oh, yeah. Sam Sam clapping around the explosions or riding <laughs> doing like a thousand fist punching punches on Armstrong's chest. And... Oh, that too. That one, too. I'm yeah. a big fan of the can you back that up with a source? Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. God, I've seen um, it everywhere. I have I have lamented this on the show, I think, twice already. But it, it, despite the fact that. uh, I am you know, kind of into Metal Gear. My kids were exposed to Rising, not through me, but through <laughs> sort of the osmosis of the memes working their way through, like, kids in their school. And, like, I've I've caught my kids seeing Rising memes on YouTube, and I'm like, what in... The, what? <laughs> and it's it's just baffling to me. I, I have made very lighthearted attempts to get my kids into Metal Gear. They have failed miserably, but somehow <laughs> this worked. <laughs> I, so, I, I, I have am, no explanation for it. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm holding you personally responsible. You need to come that's, here and fix it. That's fine. I'll make some videos about, <laughs> I made a couple about two. People don't like them as much, but I, I adore them. One thing I'm I'm genuinely honored about, like not no hyperbole or whatever, is it makes me so happy to get comments that are like, oh, well, it makes me it makes me glad to see, oh, I've got Metal Gear Rising because of your video. It's like, oh, that's cool. And then I am like brought to my knees like I got into Metal Gear Solid because of your videos. And it's like, oh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, I mean someone's gotta do it cause sure as shit Konami's not so thank you for doing mm. the lord's work I I make all of my stuff with the idea that the viewer has if not played all the games then like at least knows what is going on in the plot like overall so one the fact that people enjoy them without that knowledge is wild i mean that you do do uh like other voices too for like you know different metal games it's not all just riding and stuff i mean oh, yeah. one, of, one of my favorites is uh the the twin snakes ending but otacon is more audible <laughs> snake shut, shut up whether you've been programmed or not oh. isn't important oh, damn it it's that juxtaposition between naomi talking all serious about you know genetics mm-hmm. and shit and fate and otacon just screaming in the background i love doing stuff for Otacon the most. Like I am I'm kind of here or there about Snake. I love doing stuff for Raiden, obviously. But Otacon is so fun. <laughs> I wish I could incorporate him into more stuff. <laughs> Maybe you could uh take not to write like step on your toes or anything, but I maybe you could um allude to Sunny's update about him in Rising about being like a, a ladies man. I've considered that. I just don't know how to like go about getting footage for it. <laughs> there is a gold mine of stuff to make for Metal Gear Solid 4. Like 
countless times on the quote unquote writer's board, which is just my notes app. I've played, I've wanted to play with the idea I of like, which is my notes app. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I've wanted to play with the idea of like, is it chapter? It's, it's, it's act two or three in MGS four, where there's a point where it's snake, Otacon, Sunny and Raiden in the nomad. And they're all bummed out as fuck. And that is like, I've said it time and time again, that that is like the closest thing that Metal Gear has to like a sitcom like <laughs> setting, basically. Oh, I got a good idea. You should do, you have Uno part two with, mm-hmm. with those characters. <laughs> <laughs> Include Otacon and just, <laughs> there you go. Start the scene with like that typical, like, sitcom music like yeah your solid form was filmed in front of a live studio audience (laughs) just cut in right on Otacon just screaming you have and everybody you have oh no you fucking dick (laughs) sunny walks in everybody applauds (laughs) as they should she's a fucking star she should be the fucking star snake makes a comment about her eggs and the audience goes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. <laughs> That's always fun to do. Just yeah. <laughs> I will say that um it is interesting seeing your perspective as a 22-year-old. Um you know, you mentioned you mentioned Metal Gear has been with you for more than half your life and I was doing mm-hmm. the math in my head and it's if I'm doing this right, you were born after MGS1. So that I was, yeah. Being in that position just like I mean, you know, we're all getting old, so I'm I'm, I'm accepting <laughs> that. But it, I'm just interested from like from like that perspective and and how like how your generation sort of handles Metal Gear, because um, I feel like I feel like your your video is sort of a good example or a canary in the coal mine on on, on that base of the fandom. I think so. I I often worry that I am not the best person to be getting people into metal gear just because of like i don't know i guess just like how we just how people in my age range handle metal gear or just like view it i suppose it's hard to get people into metal gear now i I, like i said my kids just i mean maybe maybe i'm i'm you know i can't speak generally you Uh know because i've only got my point of view but uh you know kids generally are not into metal gear and i mean that isn't really a kid's series for the most part you know back back in that. the day when that came out video games were kind of you got what you got you know uh-huh. but now there's so much more of a like a wider catalog for kids to sort of get into that something that's more you know sardonic and and self-aware and 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 almost grindhousey as as rising is almost an easier entry point for oh, a yeah. lot of kids to get into this series. I think it's just the people that I guess the in this case the kids. I think it's just the kids that look for it. In my case I just kind of stumbled upon it. Um I don't think Sprawl definitely like taught me about the like the existence of Snake, but I was just like, "Oh, well cool." This is like a guy from like a war game. That's kind of cool. This guy's, this guy's fighting Mario. 
That's awesome. See, that, that shit like that, like our generation, that happened to our generation, but replace Snake with Fire Emblem characters and Brawl with Melee. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Because <laughs> I've, I've never even picked up a Fire Emblem game, let alone purchased or played one. I remember seeing them on like ROM sites back in the day and like I would try to play it. And it was just Japanese. I was like, oh, shit. So like what what uh, Metal Gear game was your first one, like your first official like actual one that you played? The first one that I got my hands on and like played was three. The hometown that I grew up in, we lived across the street from a civic center and we had like it feels weird that they're even older now. But we had what I called at the time, like, old consoles and stuff like that, like N64 and PlayStation 1 yeah. and stuff like that. And I had a Wii. I didn't really I didn't really get physically into Metal Gear until my teens because we had a PS2. And sadly, I didn't touch the thing until I was like a teenager. <laughs> and I never realized what a gold mine I had on my hands. But in the Civic Center, there was these kids that would play Metal Gear. And it was MGS1. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is like, you don't really like fight people in this game. You just kind of like run around like a. At the time, I was a very blunt kid. Oh, you just kind of hide around like a little like a coward. That's kind of <laughs> interesting. <laughs> and from there, I would like look up videos and like see clips online and stuff like that. Not really knowing like the. I guess the context for the stuff that would go on. Mm -hmm. And I finally got my hands on the 3DS version of Snake Eater. <laughs> I think day one, I think I got it like the day it came out and it changed like everything. Do you just do like a deep dive after that game or? Basically, yeah. Because yeah. I did that and then I played one and two. I played it in such a weird order. I played, I played three. I played one and two. Um, I played Rising sometime, sometime down the line. And remembering playing Rising for the first time, like having a vivid memory and doing what I do now, is so weird. <laughs> um, I played Rising and then four, and then from then on, I just I was a fan before five came out, which was wild to witness as a kid. But yeah, that's. That's all of them. That should be all of them, right? Oh, Peace Walker. That was in there somewhere. I can't remember. <laughs> and portable Ops, and then, yeah, you're all good. I mean, is it so wrong to forget about Portable Ops? Nah, yeah. it's fine. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> do we want to... Is, 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 is it going to be that episode? Where no, really, no. You know, we got Team Rocket Gene, so... It's fine. Peace Walker's fine. And uh, Portable Ops is fine. Can I make one comment about Portable Ops? Sure, that's fine. It's not my show. Uh, Gene was miscast. They should have got like David Warner or someone like that. Like at least give him a British accent. If you're going to have somebody whose power is essentially that they've got the most charismatic voice possible, you don't cast Steve Bloom. I get that. <laughs> he charmed the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's Spike Spiegel. Because Steve Bloom is just cool. He yeah. is, but like I've heard his voice in so many places that I can't be impressed by it. Yeah, no, I, I would get a drink with Steve Bloom, would not go into hell for him. Like, that's the distinction. Mm. I get that. While y'all were talking about, um, you know, sort of the generational disconnect between Metal Gear, both, I'm assuming, in terms of both story and in gameplay, 
Um, just kind of seeing like the feedback of the undetected demo, sort of the back and forth between how the game came out versus sort of the expectations from the Metal Gear fandom. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like that was kind of, in a way, an example of of that disconnect. And you know that I, I I'm I'm trying to say this without making it sound like any sort of criticism against the developers because you know they can make whatever game they want to make but it was just the observation itself um just food for thought i guess and then they they came out with a patch that was like a a a mode that made things like they explicitly said a mode that made things like explicitly more metal gear like this is for folks who are looking for more of a metal gear type gameplay yeah and it's weird because like it it, i guess Metal Gear can be played so many different ways, you know, that there's, you know, they're trying to, I guess, say like, uh, for me, that game is like always looked like, like an arcade version of Metal Gear where it's like, okay, this isn't going to be like as in depth or anything. And like most of these routes are probably going to be pretty obvious to like, you know, run through really quickly if you know what you're doing, but that's, that's not necessarily like what Metal Gear Solid is. So yeah, I see, I see like the, the discrepancy with like the marketing versus the product when it's it's not necessarily metal gear solid but it's like metal gear solid esque i don't know it's like a light version of it so you're saying it's it's less of like a generational perception and more of like um marketing being marketing well i think like a lot of games when they're being marketed you go like it's a mix of like hotline miami and <laughs> dark yeah. souls like and it's like okay i know i'm about to play so it's like for people that like metal gear you know this, this top-down stealth type for me there's not too many other games that i can think of like to compare to that type of gameplay so like i can see why they chose that but it might be setting expectations a little too high so mm. you got you know like when you throw out a big game like that people are gonna be like huh all right so but yeah, and that's like when you come in with a game like Rising too, like especially starting on that, you're like, oh, okay, cool. This is an action series. And then you go into the rest of the game. You're like, oh, shit, wait, I can't, I don't have a sword. Like, what's going on? Yeah, that drop off really bums me out because as happy, I, I tell myself that overall, if anyone played even one of these games, then cool, like mission complete, basically. but. I will not lie, it bums me out to see people just pick up Rising or Five. Five is another one that I've seen a lot of people just like play. They're like, oh, cool. Yeah. This, this is fun. And then they play the other ones. It's like, oh, I can't run around in this one. Yeah, it's definitely like the most fluid, modernized take on the whole thing, which like for me, I, I appreciated the evolution that it got there. But oh, yeah, it's awesome. like the rest of the games were definitely very distinct in their control styles and all played like in a really cool way where like, well, I enjoyed all of them as, you know, going through them. This is sort of the crux of an argument that we have fairly regularly or not an argument, but a, but a sort of a dialectic with these older games and and and, uh, you know, how much they differ from what I guess you could call modern games, especially MGSV and Rising. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? Uh, I mean, that's that's often held up as a sort of an argument uh, for why some of the older titles should get remade to make them uh, more approachable for modern audiences. But that kind of like hits me in the same way as someone telling me they don't want to watch classic films because they're in black and white, you mm-hmm. know. And so, like, is that a flaw with the media or a flaw with the person who refuses to give it a shot because it doesn't 
you know, sort of fit within contemporary standards. And, and I tend to lean towards the latter personally. Yeah. It's like not playing a game with tank controls or something, you know, it's just like, Oh, it has yeah. tank controls. I'm mm-hmm. out. And it's just like, dude, we played a whole generation of tank control games. Like, <laughs> like I used to, I grew up listening. So like, maybe I'm, I'm kind of unique in this, but, but I hate to put it like that. Cause it sounds so pretentious, but like my, my mom had an eight track player and a bunch of old episodes of The Shadow, which was like this detective serial. And I grew up listening to those. And I thought they were the coolest thing ever, these like noir mysteries. And and so I'm used to sort of, you know, you know, I'm, I, I've been exposed to media from a very early age that wasn't as convenient to digest. So when I go back and I try something older that wasn't, you know, it was it didn't fit the generation I grew up in. It doesn't really jar me as much. But like if I try to show my kids an old movie, they're like, oh, <laughs> and it's it's so frustrating. I'm very iffy on the idea of. Well, I am pro 100 percent porting Metal Gear to any modern consoles, because, yes, as much as I want people to get into Metal Gear, it's hard, <laughs> especially now, because you at the minimum you need a ps3 to play all of them at least a yep. bulk of them um so i would love to just be able to boot up my shitty day one ps4 and just play whatever metal Gear game i want but i can't because companies um yeah. remaking yeah. i'm very 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 iffy on because i don't want to even touch one and two with a <laughs> remake poll. It's so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, I get it. And it's like, you know, one and two are very much, you know, they're, they have so many idiosyncrasies for the time they were made in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to kind of buck my own opinion here a bit, but I feel like three out of all of the, the games Three could probably survive a remake better than any of the others. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, it's not really like I, I think I've said this before, but it's not so much, you know, of a time as it is about a time. So I feel like it's more open to to sort of remixing. But the other two are are so defined by the time that they were made and the feel that they gave that mm-hmm. I just can't see them being remade. And And plus, I mean. How many remakes have you seen that actually came out well? Like I can count them on one hand. And and with as many people as been complaining about Konami lately, the same people who have been complaining about Konami are the same ones who wish Konami would remake these games. And I'm like, are you not like you can't hold these two ideas in your head at the same time in, <laughs> in relation to one another? Like, do you not mm-hmm. see the problem here? That's my opinion. I'm pretty much on the same level as you. My thing is, I think a remake of three would be cool just because, like you said, it's like so like out there that like, yeah, if they made it too goofy, then still works because it's goofy. Made it too serious. It's fine because there's serious elements into it. You know, it's you can make a bunch of foliage graphics like, yeah, people would eat that up. It's awesome. Fine. Yeah. I don't even want to touch two with a remake gun because I think it's perfect. I would riot. I just I would I would riot so quickly if they remade two like that is my sacred cow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what about like a like a The Last of Us level? Like, you know, basically what they're doing that with that where they're like, OK, same pretty much style, same pretty much color palette. But just like what we're working with these days. 
I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I would, I would be fine with that. Wouldn't be overjoyed. Wouldn't be sad. I'd just be, yeah, sure. I'd be whelmed. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd play it. I feel like a Kojima tweet. Played Metal Gear Solid 2 remake. It's like a gas station sandwich. I mean, look, I if, if they remake it, I'm going to play it. Oh, yeah. I don't think they should be talking about any remakes until we get MGS4 off of the damn PS3. <laughs> yeah. and, and the licensing back for 2 and 3. And I don't even like that game. <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> yeah i do think ports right now need to be the focus just like get what we've got mm-hmm. out there figure this fucking footage thing out and you know just yeah. sort it all out first and then if y'all want to make a new thing whatever it's mm-hmm. okay uh I, I think we've we again we talked about this in a previous episode but you know that the new playstation plus tiers that recently were launched, right? Where they have the the sort of quasi, I don't even want to call it backwards compatibility because they're just, you know, they, they're they giving you access to stuff you didn't have previously, which is nice. But it's, you know, it's very limited, right? Yeah. So you get this new tier and you've got the PS1 and the PS2 stuff that they've brought onto the platform. And then you've got the, um, the PlayStation Now stuff, which is the streaming PS3 games because, you know, those are all running on native hardware somewhere out in the ether. Um, before they launched these new tiers, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, the HD Collection, and Rising were all available through PlayStation Now, which is not a great option, because, like, game streaming sucks. I don't care how mm. good of a connection you have, that lag is always going to be there. It's never going to feel right. I'm sorry, it just it's not. I'm, I'm going to put my foot down on that. I get that. But they were at least there, and then shortly before they launched these new tiers, they took all three of them down. Oh, boy. Yeah. So they're <laughs> completely inaccessible now. They also took away. I'm pretty sure of this. I might. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure of this because I I've, I've validated it rather with like support forums from other folks complaining. But they took out Silent Hill from the PSN store now. Oh, my gosh. They took out that, too. Bro, I've been I've been talking about it like. Yeah, I do remember you saying periodically. that. Yeah. Oh, what no. the fuck? You, you know, it's it's kind of weird, though. Like, they seem to be doing these, like, takedowns of old versions right before something else comes out. Like, they did it with Maybe. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, it's just wishful thinking, mm. I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, they did it with... Uh, what else did they do it with? Oh, uh, the Final Fantasy uh, games. Like, before the Pixel remaster mm. came out, they took, like, I think... Or they... I think they just, like, renamed that a separate thing. So you could download All that right. like, 3D version. But, you know, it's like when these things change up in the store, sometimes they're lining it up for something new. Right. And they want you like to buy the, the new one. the GTA collection. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the GTK, which, which, you know, that has its own <laughs> problems. Which, yeah. That's what, I mean, they need to leave the fucking, you know, the originals up. I mean, you know, if you want to do a definitive yeah. collection where it's got these HD things. I mean, we just saw it this past week with the... Uh, what happened with the Resident Evil and the and the like ray tracing stuff this week? So I can I can speak to personal experience from this. So they Capcom was pretty fast on it um breaking out or, or rolling out that that update, that like next gen console update. I can't hmm. speak for the experience on console, but for uh PC, like the first thing I noticed immediately was like my graphic settings, I don't know if the game benchmarked them or not, but my graphic settings were, like, the requirements were, like, jacked up. Like, it was requiring, like, it went from being manageable under 
by being able to be manageable under my eight gigabyte card to I check my settings and it's like, oh, this configuration requires uh, 13 gigs of VRAM. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> um, and then, you know, it, I mean, like for my PC, I, I could see like a few little details here and there, but it, it didn't necessarily feel worth the effort or, you know, um, any sort of like, I, I didn't feel like the opportunity cost was there for the upgrade, especially how, you yeah. know, I had to reconfigure everything. So and it broke mods too, right? I was oh just about God. to get that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I go to to try to roll it back or not roll it back, but just like disable it or anything. And I'm not seeing any shit about how to disable it. Uh then I go on support forums like RE the RE subreddit and Capcom forums and stuff like that. And that's where I discover like not only is it, you know, such a resource hog now, but it broke mods. Um, it no longer supported direct X11. So if you had an older card or were on Windows 7, your SOL. Um, and just a slew of other things that happened. Um, but since then they have put in a, a workaround to roll back your update. Um, but man, yeah. It it kind of speaks to y'all's point, right? Yep. This sucks. Make it make it optional to get this new shit. Leave the old versions for people that have older hardware up for sure. Yeah, I mean at the very least you can still download it if you've already bought the old versions, right? But it's I think so. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I mean, all of this there's we've had long conversations about preservation and and just all of this but all i can think is wow y'all are making emulation look better and better <laughs> yeah yeah yep. uh i mean i i i was experimenting the other day with uh rpcs3 and the mgs hd collection um just to see how well it could perform and and partially because i wanted to see if i could mod some of it <laughs> but uh mm -hmm. it's just it's crazy how you know how many strides are being made in the in just sort of the realm of emulation like PCSX2 and RPCS3 which are the PS2 and PS3 emulators i mean they're just getting better and better by the day and these guys are essentially doing it just because they they love it yeah you know the the people working on it are not doing it because they're being paid to although they you know they typically have like patreon or donation links as well but they'd be doing it regardless I bet like the removal from the stores and everything really kind of, you know, lit a fire under their yeah. ass too. With like, all right, time to get to work on. Yeah, this exactly. Shit. Yeah. I've been wondering for a while, like I know Sony would never do it, but it would be really cool if like Sony would release a like official Sony emulators, you know, mm -hmm. and like make it a subscription service where you can plug where you can like pop in the disc for any game you've got and it'll just emulate it like give it official support and i realize there's so many legal and and logistical problems with this but and here's the biggest problem with it it's not quite as profitable exactly yeah i mean i will give sony this i was very happy to find out that the uh the ps1 and ps2 games that i had previously purchased on my ps3 when they launched these new tiers i was able to download those games without signing up for the new service uh, so that was nice. Mm. But but I mean, clearly they have shown that they've got an operational, reliable emulator that will play these games on PS4 and 5. So just like, let me pop in my fucking discs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
What are you guys doing? I think an official emulator has one gigantic pro that I think we're all thinking right now that would yeah. change Sony, like the future of Sony forever. And that means we'd have Gex on PS5, baby. Hell yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Gex is coming back. Did you see that animation that was like, if Gex yeah. was a 90s cartoon? That was oh incredible. Yes. I was having lunch like two days ago, and I was just thinking about Gex. I was like, man, Gex is coming back. I can feel it. Because of that one <laughs> Bomber Guy video. And uh, my buddy Jet, shout out to Turbo Jet. He makes those funny Sonic videos. Uh, he was like, oh, is it because of this? And he showed me, and I was like, oh, my God. God what would a modern Gex even look like? Like, what would the movie reference, what would the references even be at that point? Like, it would just be a bunch of... Annihilation. There would be an Avengers level, an Annihilation Yeah, level. do you think it would be like modern <laughs> movies, or would it be like everything? Like, he'd be quoting internet memes. Yeah, TikTok and dances. And like, and, yeah. Right, yeah, he'd be doing the Fortnite dance. <laughs> I, uh... I Do use... we really want a new Gex? I want a new Gex. <laughs> I never not wanted a new Gex. So Gex is actually funny. Y'all should bring up Gex. Gex has also <laughs> been like one of my main like subjects for my dollies. So it's like Gex at Magfest, Gex in Eorzea, um, this Gex is the on VeggieTales. This is the best show ever. <laughs> I'm so yeah. happy you brought up Gex. <laughs> you, you brought up Gex. You brought up Gex. <laughs> no, just that sentence reassures me to no end. Uh, well. Yeah, that, that Dolly Mini thing was pretty fun. Got some good ones out of there. Yeah. Oh my god, I've I've been making like I think between that and the uh, the text generating AI, it's crazy how. Uh, I have a really hard time believing there's not a person behind the scenes just like rapidly typing shit out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so clever. Like I asked it the other day what the plot of uh okay, so and uh, uh, presuming you've been living under a rock and have heard about this, there is a rumor that Kojima is working on a game called Overdose. Now, oh. uh, this rumor was was uh sort of being spread alongside the claim that Kojima was doing work with Microsoft on a cloud-based game. And that ended up being very true. Oh. Um, but there's been no confirmation that the game is going to be called Overdose or that it's going to star... what uh, I, I believe her name is Margaret Qualley? Is that her name? Margaret Qualley, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was going to be a survival horror game. Um, Ooh. And, and um... So you had these two concurrent rumors and like half of it came true, but that's not necessarily confirmation that the other half is true. But there's been all sorts of like leaked uh, images and videos and like it's really hard to tell what's true and what's not. And I kind of think it might be true, but, you know, who who can say for sure? That'd be sick. Um, yeah. And so I plugged in the. Uh, I. <laughs> I went to this like AI sort of like text generative thing and plugged in the um the you know like what is the plot of of overdose and it gave me this really convincingly realistic answer. <laughs> oh. So I fed it the prompt that Overdose is a new survival horror video game created by Hideo Kojima in conjunction with Xbox. 
And it gave me this really convincing explanation that was, or this, this, like it auto filled the rest and was like, it's a spiritual successor to the classic survival horror game, Silent Hill. The game is set in Los Angeles and in the world's been overrun by a virus and players take control of a young woman named Mia who's infected and must find a way to survive. It's a first person survival horror game. It uses Unreal Engine. It's set up like a TV show with each episode having its own title card. Like you, I'm reading this and I'm like, this sounds like a real, (laughs) like a real thing. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's like what Rocco did with Metal Gear Solid five, except that instead of it being like a dream or, or wait, no, actually he tweeted that he had a dream that predicted better call Saul and I'm like bro you did that with Metal Gear Solid 5 don't do that (laughs) Uh, yeah it's like that these AI things are scary I mean one of these days we may have to have a conversation on on AI and like (sighs) consciousness and and physicalism versus dualism and all that crap because I'll go on for ages but uh, it's scary how good these algorithms have gotten at sort of coming up with things that sound convincingly real and human and, and just like I fed it the the question, like, give me the plot for Police Knots 2. And it was like Jonathan Ingram and Ed Brown must go out and like solve a, a, a mystery where cops are being killed across the solar system amidst a conspiracy. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that Dolly thing's pretty impressive too. Put like yeah. Metal Gear Rex in space, and it was just this fucking Metal Gear Rex in space. Put Hideo <laughs> Kojima on weed and looked like a stone <laughs> Hideo Kojima. It was, it was pretty good. God, what was the other thing? Like Steve Urkel in Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. <laughs> Solid Snake and Veggie Tales. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one on Sesame Street. That one's pretty good too. I saw the Sesame Street one, yeah. IGN did a Danny DeVito in Metal Gear. I've gotten like a million DMs and tags like, hey, Wes, look at this. And it's like Dolly A. Raiden goes to Taco Bell or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Speaking about uh, Kojima the other day, uh, just popping up at the end. What was that at the Xbox conference? Yeah. yeah. Is that. Was that technically a part of the Summer Games Fest? I'm so confused nowadays that like yeah, I, it, this whole not E3 season has just been kind of like just a barrage of press conferences, and I don't know. I yeah. guess I'm okay with it, but I I, uh, I would like to go back to E3 again someday. That'd be fun. I learned that the console wars are apparently still a thing. Yeah, to chuds because <laughs> Sony fans got real mad about that. <laughs> Big mad. Wait, why? What? After the Kojima announcement. Because Kojima's working on Xbox. Yeah, he basically came out just saying he's going to make a game for Xbox and all these, you know, PlayStation fans just made a fucking petition. It's just like, ah, true fans know that Metal Gear started on the MSX, so. Exactly, which was a, which was a partially a Microsoft project. I'm, I'm that picture of the guy where it's like, he's next to those two cakes. It's like, oh man, that guy's, that guy's cake's better than my cake. It's like, oh shit, two cakes. (laughs) <laughs> oh cool two kojima games <laughs> yeah yeah like my thought wasn't oh damn it's on the xbox my thought was oh damn i gotta get an xbox yeah yeah my thought was and this kind of goes back to your initial point uh back to the sony services is I'm, I'm i'm sure just by the way they described it it sounds like a project with kojima that takes advantage of cloud gaming but in a sort of creative capacity 
So I'm very intrigued to see sort of what he accomplishes, assuming this is his case. But at the same time, like Nitroid said, and, and like Wes's phone, the technology is just kind of janky. <laughs> yeah, and it sucks, too, because we we're like, hey, Kojima, can you elaborate on that? And he was like, no, <laughs> I trust him. Yeah, that's the thing. We'll, we'll see what he's up to. Wasn't there that report a while back about Kojima working on a game for Stadia? <laughs> like, I have no idea if that was actually true or not, but assuming it was and assuming that, you know, given the fact that Stadia isn't really a thing. Now, yeah. <laughs> fucking moron. There was uh, I mean, if they throw a big bag of money at you, I guess there was an article the other day I read where the the quarry that new supermassive game mm-hmm. that was originally supposed to be a, uh, a a stadia title and I'm like holy shit I fucking mm, they fucking dodged a bullet there I think 2K was like oh hell no nah. but yeah this makes me just think of like all the Quibi shows that just like never even made it it's just like oh wow. yeah that was awful <laughs> I can't help but think back to this comment Kojima made and I wish I could find it um I'm sure if I dug around for like you know six hours i could probably find it but kojima was talking about wanting to do something that i can't remember if he mentioned cloud services specifically but he was talking about a game that sort of dealt with the dynamic between streamers and people watching a stream yeah i think that was around like Mm -hmm. when black mirror was coming out yeah talking about that and so, like, that sort of, may- I like, I wonder if maybe that's where this is going, if if that's what this is. Because when he's talking about cloud services, cl- I mean, the cloud is just a fancy word for someone else's computer, right? So, like, yeah. mm. it, like, what all can you do other than, okay, you're storing data remotely. So, like, how does that influence gameplay? And I can't think of how that might do it unless it's related to, like, streaming. Yeah. Well, they have, like, the... Shit, like think about like Adam online, how he's got that like the chat interaction things, like where people are yeah. typing stuff. Like maybe it's something on that end where like you can play the game as a streamer or you know, that as a as a cool. viewer and be doing commands that mess up the gameplay of the player. Right. Um I just saw they, they have that sniper elite uh five game where like you can basically just hop in as one of the enemies and act as like an enemy sniper. And, you know, so it's an option that you can turn on or off, but, you know, you can be invaded by kind of a real life player. Now, you you know, you're dealing with another person trying to snipe you. So it just really kicks it up. I have an example I was thinking of is um, I know some games also had um, Easter eggs if they detected that you were streaming. One example that I think of in my mind is Doki Doki Literature Club. Not going to spoil oh, yeah. it, but <laughs> I know if, what you're talking about. Uh-huh. If you stream, you're going to get a little bit extra than you if you got if you didn't stream. Um, so who knows? Maybe, you know, it'll be like that, but in a, to a larger extent. Yeah, in a horror setting, you could do a lot with that. If Kojima's making a game with, like, streaming playing, like, a big play into it, we, like, three or four years, however long it takes for making, to make this thing, however many years down the line, we are going to be in for the best Germa stream ever. <laughs> <laughs> He is going to go through Metal Gear Solid 2 in real time. And 100,000 people are going to witness it. Oh, my God. I mean, it could be really good. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it could suck. And even if it does, then it'll at least be funny. Yep. I don't know. That game that's coming out on Xbox will probably be on Game Pass anyway. And 
PC people will be able to play it. It'll be fine. Mm. Some people pay $25 to see The Rock on Cameo advertise his, uh, <laughs> his energy. That is insane to me. Yeah, people at the <laughs> Summer Game Fest, man, what are y'all doing paying $25 to go watch ads for... I mean, was there anything worth seeing in that on that no. big of a screen? I mean... No. If you don't follow me on Twitter, I, I just want you to know that Jeff Keighley's parents are executives at IMAX. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It so, all just felt so dirty. Like, that's that's something you pay for people to go to. Like, you know, it's like, or, or, or it'd be free and, like, you hand out swag for Summer Game Fest and it'd be, like, this promotion for the event. Like, don't mm. don't charge people $25 to watch game trailers. Like, come on. Yeah. I don't know. I need to take a book from the PlayStation events. Like I actually went to some of those and those were not only free, but they gave you a bunch of free stuff when you went Ooh. like $10 voucher for PSN and, and like uh, some other like game related merchandise. And like, that was fun. And, and there was like not an empty seat in the house every time I went, but I went looking on Twitter to see if I could find photos of people who went to the IMAX showings for, for Jeff's event. And I kid you, like, look this up yourself, like do hashtag summer game, whatever. And and, you know, sort by latest and look at the photos and just scroll through and look at. (laughs) Yeah, every single theater. It was like 90 percent empty. It was hilarious. Oh, God, that was that was kind of like, oh, poor Jeff. I was like, oh, poor Jeff. (laughs) No, no, do not. Nepotism, don't. I know it's it's secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. It's like, oh Jesus, oh you poor rich bastard. It's tough too, because like part of me is like, okay, well, you know, this does give, this does allow developers to designate, you know, any necessary resources to, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing what they do best, um, and they don't have to sort of experience have to you know, learn communications in a few days and have these awkward speeches. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, there was sometimes, you know, we do spend a little resources just to make, you know, have those events, have those promotions. So it definitely does feel like there's something missing with these. It's not the same without E3. I, I do admit that I kind of miss it. And, and yeah. it's partially because I've, I get you that. know, fingers can attest to this. Like we've both been to E3. Mm-hmm. And it's a hell of a thing. And it feels much less cynical when you go because it is an industry event and it's not like it's not a giant advertisement, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like I've been to a lot of different other conventions as well. And it's like E3 is probably like the best, like, or, you know, one of the best conventions I've been to just because it's, they've just got a lot of cool shit there that you can like yeah. get pictures with and like a lot of just cool displays and free. So, you know, they're handing out stuff and, I don't know. It's it's cool. You get to like just yeah. walk around and see a bunch of you know cool stuff before it comes out, and it's it's not the same as just watching the trailers and be like, oh neat, like yeah, because there there I mean there is that advertising element to it, but it's also like an industry trade event. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of developers there and executives, and it's not just about them, you know, shilling what it is what it is they're making to the audience. So like, um, the the two years I went, I got to try all sorts of just crazy things behind the scenes that I would have, I, I just couldn't have ever have imagined doing otherwise. And like, I got to try PSVR 
and and Resident Evil 7 before they were called PSVR and Resident Evil 7. Like it was called Morpheus and the demo and like the kitchen mm-hmm. demo. And <laughs> like uh, for MGSV, they had this whole big setup that was uh, built like like a mother base. And you would actually like go in through one of the doors and they'd have like a private playtest area there. And like, oh, it, it's yeah. just it was crazy the kind of work they would go through. Yeah, I got to I got to play uh fucking Mutant League football like the they had the the new one out uh Mutant Football League but yeah I like met the guy that made that game that's like one of my favorite yeah. Genesis sports games like I don't know it's and, just it's it's a cool event and that's where I met uh Mr Kojima was was at my first time oh. E three uh was uh during I think it was like the second year they were showing off MGS four I can't remember what year it was but it was that first trailer where Raiden and Vamp showed up yeah. Oh, wow. And and I got to meet him and he was super nice. And then afterwards, I got to go back into the Konami offices and I and I played a beta of Portable Ops with Noriaki Okamura. Oh, my God. And like, like, I can't believe I'm saying this because it sounds made up. But but like, I've got photos of it like that's Yeah, like it was. A, it's just a crazy experience. But you got to You got to understand, like, again, this is a trade event. So like, they're not there as these celebrities that we sort of envision them as. They're there as professionals who are trying to you know, put their product out there and communicate (laughs) with other developers. Right. Yeah. So like, they're just guys doing their thing. Like, like it's just crazy to think about. Yeah. And that's like the, the guys that like Konami that we've interacted with and stuff, you know, like, you know, they've been awesome to us. Like, you know, when I was in California for the E3 thing, like they just invited me down to come like check out headquarters and walk around and, you know, got pictures with that, like naked snake statue and, the old snake guy and just saw this like old memorabilia. And it's just, I don't know. So they're all cool guys over there. You guys are nuts. <laughs> How the <laughs> fuck are you doing this shit? Uh, very lucky. Metal gear. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of luck, a little bit of metal gear. So far I've had one awkward call with David Hader. And nice. I asked, I asked Christopher Randolph if Otacon would, li- would listen to Steely Dan. And he said, yeah. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Two guys we are desperately trying to get on the show. Oh, dude. Everybody tweet at him. Check out Kojima frequency. Seriously. It's going to happen. One of these days. Get Cam Clark on here. That'd be fun. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, he just seems like so much fun. Who voices Leo in Ninja Turtles. Yeah, 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 yeah. They also came back for for Shredder's Revenge and revoiced everything. Which that game is a ten out of ten. I mean, you got Wu Tang playing during the Shredder fight in the end. I mean, it's it was fucking oh amazing. Me and yeah. Nitroid uh, ran through it the other night and we're smiling throughout. It was great. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. It's crazy what like hearing nostalgic voices and those characters can do. You know, just I haven't heard oh those like done redone in a long time. So they got all of the cast for the Turtles to come back. I miss Uncle Phil. Yeah, yeah, that Shredder <laughs> they got wasn't wasn't hitting. I. I don't have a lot of history with Ninja Turtles. I played Shredder's, Re- Shredder's Revenge. Adored it. I've played it like three times with my friends. Nice. Oh, wow. um, and while I don't have a history with Turtles, I am just so into voiceover and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this guy, oh, that's Robert Paulson. I know that. Who the fuck yeah. is Leonardo? And I was like, Kim Clark? <laughs> yeah. It's weird, too, when you go back to watch, if you watch some of like the original cartoons, you can like slightly hear like liquid bleeding. In. You know, mm-hmm. there's just that little bit of crossover. You're like, wait a minute. What's that? Like, I never really caught it as a kid, but. Cowabunga. Just like a, like a shitty. <laughs> yeah. Not cool, bro. I couldn't imagine. I just was shocked by how 
well they captured the feel of the gameplay. Yeah, yeah, it's like Turtles in Time Plus. Like, it's just a little bit better, in my opinion. It's I'm I'm always gonna my favorite's always gonna be the original arcade game, but man, they really nailed this. Yeah, it was just a blast from beginning to end. Shout out T Lopes and Mega Ran on the soundtrack. Just the the whole thing was just ten out of ten. I mean, controls, game, gameplay, music, all of it. Shout out the anthropomorphic rats. Yeah. <laughs> And the Wu-Tang Clan. And the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> right? Like... And Rob Paulson. <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan forever. I still can't believe they did that battle theme. <laughs> My, I have a friend who's really into Wu-Tang. And I was like, yeah, they got Wu-Tang for the gang. And he, and he was like, all right. <laughs> and when he played 30, he was like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I think it's uh, Ghostface Killer and Raekwon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ghostface, what's the other... No, I think I think that's it. I'm not super into him, but I, I'm I'm aware of Mister Mister Killer. I mean, just the fact that they even did it is kind mm-hmm. of insane to even conceive of. And I mean, it it completely fits too because if you remember the old live action movies, they always had these like rap tracks associated with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it just it fit the mood perfectly. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've come a long way from Go Ninja Go. Oh my oh, gosh! My <laughs> even I know yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah I, I love testing out your um your knowledge as a zoomer the fact that you knew about gex that was i know surprising. some stuff i'll be real a bulk of it i just pick up from older people <laughs> like um oh my goodness um it feels weird to call him this my friend my friend gianni who makes all those really great duke nukem videos who is an ultra kill really 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 sweet guy um he gifted me which is ironic because i can't even do anything with it because my computer is barely a computer he gifted me a collection of boomer shooters and he was like hey i uh, figured you'd uh, want to try this out uh because i already own these things and i bought them for like a charity thing check them out dude i was like sure no problem and i was like man i don't know shit about this <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm the only I only know Duke Nukem as the funny online guy. And I know I played like 10 minutes of Duke Nukem forever back when it first came out. I really shouldn't have. And I've played the new Dooms, the new Wolfensteins. But like, no, I I don't know shit about that kind of game genre. Classic Doom, classic Wolfenstein and yeah. all that type stuff. Yeah, it's just like old Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. It's just a different generation of video games. I feel so fake for saying this. I tried to play them when I was younger because I think the collection, the collection came with them, right? Yeah. It came with, yeah. Yeah. On Snake I tried to, and it just could not grip me. They're definitely tough games. Like you have to pretty mm-hmm. much use a walkthrough to figure out what the fuck's going on. But even then, just like the moment to moment gameplay can be really punishing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nah, but huge, huge cutoff. <laughs> I watched I watched some '90s cartoons. I only know I know Rob Paulson because of Animaniacs and stuff like that. But like, yeah, TMNT I know next to nothing about aside from I learned that Casey Jones is like the coolest character in fiction. I know that now. <laughs> um, Rob Paulson actually did uh, the voice for Gray Fox and Twin Snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't know that until like maybe like a year or so ago, and I lost mm. my mind. <laughs> Because he's like one of my favorites. I don't like the way he said respite. Respite. 
I know it's proper, but it, that's like a gift yeah, gift situation. I I get that. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't have the same bite. <laughs> I need that. Like, come on. It, it, I mean, again, another conversation for another day. But there's a lot of things you could say about Twin Snakes and the performances and the script changes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't like Twin Snakes. I really don't like Twin Snakes, which is ironic. But I don't like Twin Snakes. That's kind of uh yeah, that's kind of the 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 consensus. Um, I can appreciate it for what it is. Like you know, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't hate it. Like I'll I'll play through it every once in a while. I actually put it on my uh, Wii recently, but I don't know. It's definitely no replacement for the original, but I can I can see it as its own little thing. It's it's the rare exception to what John Ford said, which was that when you have to choose between the truth and the legend, print the legend. And in this case, uh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a few people get really mad at me about a month ago because there was another rumor about an MGS one remake, and I didn't even say anything like dismissive about it. I was just I was talking about how much I like Metal Gear Solid one, like base Metal Gear Solid one. Yeah, and I was like, my favorite thing about one is that. Just because of the time period, you have these characters that look like it was because of the phrasing, but like Kojima has like stated that this is how he did it. I said that the characters looked like goofy Lego people and <laughs> they were and I love one because these goofy Lego looking people are saying these like really intricate, like endearing things about love and war <laughs> and stuff like that. With just like and, head nods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. <sighs> Twin snakes feels weird to me because, you know, they have like snake has eyes <laughs> and it's yeah. really weird. That's how I feel about seeing 2D sprites in Final Fantasy. Yeah, I, I look at 2D sprites like they look like Chicken McNuggets to me. So to see it in like 3D. <laughs> 3D nuggets. Yeah. And I had people get mad at me because they were like, oh, well. She fucking hates how MGS1 looks it's like, no, I, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know what the what, where they missed that, because your logic seems incredibly sound, especially the Lego part. Because um, he that's how he built the stages using <laughs> Legos. I'm correct. Why are you booing me? I'm right. I would play Lego Metal Gear Solid. I w yeah. Wasn't Kojima's avatar like a Lego Kojima for like a good year? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> it was! Shit. I'm going to be thinking about this for a bit. Uh, Nitro, did you want to talk about this shedding translation? Shedding. <laughs> she said shedding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. OK, so I know that was another thing that sort of happened recently. We got it from uh, it's a Kojima archivist. He goes by at Nils Pomeranke on Twitter. Yeah, the tweet says uh, for the first time ever, a translation of MGS3, The Shedding, 192 pages. Special thanks at Neverman for all the support and at Archound for corrections on pages 133 through 180. Yeah. Then there's an archive.org link. And Archound is uh, a legend in Metal Gear fan circles. So oh, yeah. He's got, a, oh. He's got a, a, a website that's just tons of translations of of materials of things and just like he's been around for ages i mean i remember uh like the very first metal gear fan community i joined like way way back like late 90s right he was there so mm -hmm. like he's been around forever uh 
And so, yeah, there's this uh, there's this translation of what is like a hundred and ninety plus page uh, book uh, that was included with uh, this this thing called the Metal Gear Solid three extreme box. And oh. it's for for lack of a better way to to describe it, it's the closest that we ever got to a document of MGS three. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so it, it's uh, I'm going I'm going a little bit from memory here. It never came out in the US, but the it's it's a collection of four DVDs and a book. And it's got a little like Kubrick looking, which is like a, a sort of a larger Lego um, of, of Naked Snake. And um, the the four DVDs have. All sorts of material on them, like. It's got a walkthrough on how to get Foxhound in MGS3. <laughs> yeah, we it's were watching some of that of, like, the other night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got like strategy guides. It looks so rudimentary compared to the shit you see nowadays. Like, right? Apache, I hope he feels better soon, but as soon as he gets back on the mend, we're showing him this video and seeing how, like, it, it probably looks to him like like fifth grade math. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, speedrunners have completely broken that game beyond anything they could have ever predicted. But it's or some dev, the, like, you can roll over the alligators or, like, the crocodile guys. Like, yeah. Right. The the coolest thing it's got on it, though, out of these four DVDs is that that it's got uh, all essentially it goes through the cutscenes of the games. But there's a there's a commentary by Kojima through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, again, it's in Japanese. So unless you understand it, you don't know what the what he's saying. But the fact that there's even a director's commentary for the game is kind of amazing. But then there was also this book that came with it and that's what they have translated and the book has just all sorts of stuff so it's got like behind the scenes stuff it's got like a little mini biography of kojima it's got an interview with like akio atsuka oh. uh, voice of snake it's got yeah. it's, it's it's even got like actual snake recipes that you could cook because they i guess oh. they, they you know they talk to a a restaurant that serves snake-based dishes and so like it's really cool uh go like we'll we'll put a link to it on our on our twitter feed and on our youtube channel so that people can check it out yeah it's extremely cool um but yeah there's like oh there's all this information in it that's just uh, uh, remarkable i haven't even had a chance to go through it all yet so it's just tons of stuff that you wouldn't have learned otherwise oh it's just out now like it's like yeah. translated oh wow yeah, yeah. not the dvds <laughs> just the just the book so um, the DVDs are something I've wanted to actually uh, get translated at some point. I'm just not sure how to do it. So if anyone out there uh, is fluent and wants to work with me on a project to get Kojima's MGS3 commentary translated and, and subtitled in English, you know, hit me up and uh, and let's get that done. Because because uh, I sure can't do it. <laughs> there, there are no it's it's frustrating because like I could I could do some sort of like rough approximation of a translation uh, if there was a subtitle file with it. Unfortunately, yeah, but it's all just audio. It's all just audio. And the only subtitles in the video are subtitles for the game audio. Ah, and Kojima talks over it. So uh, it would have to be transcribed first, which is a, you know, obviously out of my skill set. But the book alone has tons of stuff. You could put it on YouTube and then let YouTube transcribe it. It's already up there, but the, the transcription isn't great. Yeah. 
Gotcha. So it's it's just it's kind of nonsensical. So it needs properly translated if there's going to be any anything uh, done with it. Hmm. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and I'd recommend if you like if you like that sort of behind the scenes stuff, if you like production notes, behind the scenes, all that, you know, check it out. Mm. I like it looks. You want to take a gander? Got anything in the works? You you can't talk about. Here's something. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. Well, you beat me to it. Yeah. Um. It 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 feels so weird to call it this. Um, I think in about a, about ten days or so from now, Boo Womple have been out for only a year. Whoa! And it doesn't feel like a year. Um, and in that year, um, the stuff that I can talk about that like I'm looking forward to, I am legally bound to not talk about it which is ah, kind of cool yeah <laughs> wow got some ndas going that's what's up let me, let me just say uh you gex fans are gonna be real ex- no <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to us i've made that joke countless times <laughs> just like oh what do you got in stores i'll just make up some shit like oh fucking you Klonoa fans are going to have some real news coming in this, <laughs> even though that's actually real now. Rayman, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I mean, Air Guys Two, Air <laughs> Balloon Kids coming back. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 it does. It feels. It doesn't. Can I do? I guess. Can I do like a special thanks kind of thing? Yeah, sure. I'm going to shout out some people. Go for it. Yeah, this is your um, moment. Oh Jesus. First, I want to say that it is um, buck wild to be talking to you two. I don't know much. I don't know much about days. I feel so fucking awful. And that that that's work. That that's a feature, not a bug. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say I fucking ate Tom Olson up last year. Yes! That was yes! incredible. Yes! Um, I'm so happy just right at- now. <laughs> Oh, here it is. I got my, a perfect time. I got my cat out. Hold on. Come on, bud. Come on. The show's almost over. <laughs> oh, big girl. Big girl. My um, while you're while you're getting her, my fun story. My parents um, my parents got a second cat, but they're both like tabby gingers. Mm-hmm. So we've been starting to call them like solid and liquid cats because. <laughs> They're starting to like fight over. Funny enough, they're starting to fight over their father's approval, and you know, dominate different parts of the house. And <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. There was one shot. I need to find the picture of it where one of the cats is under the rug, and he's mm-hmm. like looking up at the other cat who's sort of looking down. And I swear to God, that shit was posed exactly like the ending of MGS One when they're under the jeep. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, I need to find the picture, but I I I adore Tom Olson to to no end. Um, every it, and with the news cycle too, that was crazy how that just kind of worked out, and not in the favor, obviously, but the fact that you basically did the ending of MGS two, but with your dedication to MGS two, with the whole like oh fucking information will just kind of will be a fuck ton. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. The colonel doesn't say well, there's going to be a fuck ton of information, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I was terrified the whole time. Cool. <laughs> you get me. Um, 
I remember this one is super, super. It feels like so long ago. When I was in high school, around when Ground Zeroes first came out, um, I was on the bus with my friend Diego, and we were listening fingers we were listening to your 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 cause uh uh was it the uh the fiddle remix the, the bitch remix yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. that's awesome that's my legacy i think that's uh how me and days met back in the day like on tumblr oh i was playing a live show in the same state and she was like oh yeah you're that guy that made the fiddle remix <laughs> oh no shane shane too i have to thank her because um because of her i still have no idea what anyone sees in my work because of her interest in my work i was able to record for psx because she got me like an actual mic mic um blumborn cart coming soon i don't know when it comes out i'm just on the thing yeah shout out shane we love shane here oh yeah shane's awesome i guess apache i guess he's like we miss you (laughs) feel better yeah feel better soon buddy he had a he had an excellent adventure over here in America. Rode a bunch of roller coasters and had a good old time. We'll we'll talk about that soon, probably. Oh, I like called him on the phone because he put his phone number on Twitter. <laughs> his American burner. <laughs> Please do not call me on this number. Yeah, I still can't like, believe it. he did that. I should have called it. I should still call it. I should. I'll probably wait until he's a little bit better. <laughs> Basically, anyone in the Metal Gear community, really, because it feels. I was such a fan of everything for such a long time that to be considered a part of it doesn't really feel legit, I guess. Maxor, I guess, for MGR being exploding. My friends on Discord from all those years ago. I say all those when it's like two or three years ago. (laughs) Um, Gianni Matragrano, my friend Solid JJ, who will be mad at me for saying his name. (laughs) He's he's a very sweet guy. (laughs) So blunt. Well, Wes, uh, it's been a lot of fun. If if you want to plug where people can find your stuff online, uh, you know all the links and stuff. If you want to go ahead with that, you can. Oh goodness, um, you can find me on YouTube and Twitter, and nowhere else as of right now. At Funny Wes, no spaces, all lowercase. Funny is subjective, but that's fine. I've made some stinkers. I want. <laughs> we think you're hilarious. Yeah, thanks again for coming on the show. We had a blast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, earlier this week I had that issue with my my files, my uh, my audios and all that stuff like that, plural. But hopefully this time around it should be